are now tuned in to your number one radio station. This is 87.9 WKMU. Staten Island, New York. Hey everybody, this is Sky at 87.9 WKMU. And we're going back into the, the spooky things, the things that keep us up at night. And as always, I'm joined in by... Blue. Hey, y'all. Isn't it weird I always forget your name every week? Yeah. It's okay. I'll remember it next week. <laughs> Maybe. I hope so. And then this week, you want to introduce them? Yeah, I was going to say, so you if you're a loyal listener, we're going to be visiting, visiting. <laughs> we're going to be revisiting one of our favorite topics, actually one of our first topics, the JFK. Did it, did, did Lee Harvey Oswald do it? <laughs> did he do it alone? Did was he do it? Was it a conspiracy? Oh, this is also so, a cross-discussions episode yeah, because we're going we're gonna to be cross-discussing this with our fellow podcaster, The Lone Gunman. Hi, guys. <laughs> it's Rob from The Lone Gunman Podcast. <laughs> so how long are you on with you? Uh, this is actually our fourth... Uh, hold on, I can't speak. I think this is our fourth um, interview. It we did be. Bitches with Beards. We did Jerry Cook. Uh, Terra normal. So we had one uh, one podcast, one writer, and one YouTuber. So yeah. now we're going, now we're hitting the, going cool. back around. Yeah. So, you know, it might seem random why we would have invited Lone Gunman to this JFK episode. His name is Rob. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think I like that name a lot. So do I. I think <laughs> and we use Lone Gunman, Gunman, I swear. <laughs> well, how old are you? Nah, you? I don't think you're old enough. I don't even think you were alive. No. All right. All right. I'll use <laughs> in the fetus. So, uh, how did you get into the podcasting, and why did you pick uh, the like JFK? Well, I tell you, um, I've always been interested in. It. I've been researching for like thirty-five years into this case, and uh, I met a, a guy online. Uh, became friends with him in on Facebook and in one of these JFK groups, you know. And this was like ten years ago. And I don't have many people in my real life that I can talk to about stuff like this. So, Rob, why would anyone want to kill the president? I guess well, that's a, a broad lot of question. <laughs> yeah. Um, he had a lot of enemies back then, ranging from anywhere from the mafia, for one. Yeah. The mafia helped him get into of... office, and then he kind of turned his back on him and started going after him. Oh. After the mafia. After exactly. they helped him get him into office. Oh. Yeah, so there you have one, and then you have the CIA, who he didn't like them having all the autonomy to do whatever they wanted. He wanted a little more control over what the CIA was doing overseas and trying to disrupt, you know, uh, because JFK was all about peace. You know, he wasn't about war. So he was trying to take the more diplomatic approach to things, and you got the CIA assassinating these foreign le- foreign leaders in these countries and doing these overthrows of governments and you know you have the joint chiefs of staff um you know wanting to go to war all the time and he didn't Make want to that do money. that so jfk was like a nice dude and he, they, he was definitely a man of the but people he also used some people well, to get into power i feel like you would have to yeah. be a little bit manipulative and you you know using people That's true. but have you heard about the this been talk that both JFK and Marilyn Monroe, Monroe were killed 
because they knew about the aliens, uh, the UFO crashing, saying, like, you know, there's um, one, you know, from Roswell and others. Have you heard any of these rumblings that they were killed off because of uh, the alien connection? Not because of the alien connection, but because they were all screwing each other. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's been a while since I looked into this because it, it, in this whole JFK community, people tend to look sideways at you when you mention the words UFO, right, and aliens. <laughs> yeah, anywhere, trust so, me. <laughs> yeah, but there is documents, CIA documents, um, and they're dated. I think there's, I saw, I've seen two of them. And I think they're dated a week or two before the assassination in which president Kennedy is writing a letter to the head of the CIA, which we established he can't them, stand. Yeah. Asking them about UFOs. Are they real? Are they ours? Are they Russia's? Oh. Is, or is this an alien thing? Yeah. And he was like, I want all information on UFOs. You know, he, like he wanted to be briefed. He was asking to be briefed about it. Uh-huh. And this was like a week or two before the assassination. And no president <laughs> ever asked about it again. Uh, I don't know if that's true. I feel like Trump probably asked. Carter, there's actually a story, a story about Carter that he asked about it. And it was the last time anyone fr- told him because he had a breakdown. Um, basically, he asked if there was any aliens. He's a very religious man. He's like, aliens are like Santa Claus. They watch you while Did you're he sleeping. Did he saw a UFO? Yeah, he, Carter? He, yeah, Carter, before he became president, actually stated that he saw a UFO um, before. So he, he, he was interested to know what we knew. And, he, and the story goes that he asked, and he was told that humans are a byproduct of alien people. That's why there's no missing link, because the missing link's not from here. <laughs> and that um, a reason why, like, we're so different than the rest of the um, things is that the the old stories of, um, I don't know if you know anything about um, Mesopotamia, but they believe that in Anaki, and, um, they were basically spawn of aliens and what we consider humans with, like, Neanderthals and stuff like that, and that we're just basically in a science experiment to to build labor <laughs> and carter didn't like that too much and he yeah, just I'm freaked out sobbing right now what? Angels, right? yeah well i think that's like, what i think that's what the whole text we have an episode on um, older yeah, ufo like stuff Nephilim and all that yeah even you can find ufo stuff as in every culture whether it be native americans uh india um you know middle east there's, there's definitely like sky battles uh, do you actually believe in oh, yeah. aliens yourself, or do you think it's just like uh, mm, yeah, people just seeing shit? No, I do. I think there's something to it. I don't know what it is. If they're interdimensional beings, I don't know if they're when you call it extraterrestrial, because I'm not a hundred percent convinced that we know. And you might think I'm crazy, but I don't know that I necessarily believe in a flat Earth, <laughs> but. I'm intrigued by the no. There's no flat Earth. Uh, preposition of it. <laughs> I saw and I saw clouds over the horizon. Extra land no. beyond the ice walls. You know what I'm saying? Like so. Yeah, I sort of get what you're saying because I definitely believe that aliens aren't necessarily aliens. There is a small part of me that believes the aliens are 
Atlanteans. And they're yeah, the they're island Indians. They're a very Indians. advanced race yeah. from somewhere, here or there. They're in the water, be. bro. Because if you notice, all these UFOs disappear in water recently. And, and I don't think... Yeah. No, some of the older stories that we have, actually, we covered a UFO story from the 1800s. And they were talking about these bright lights that would fly from Boston and the middle of nowhere in, like, seconds. And then when they went to chase it down, it disappeared into the water. So I think there's a strong possibility that the aliens are just, like, not I won't say lizard people, but they're definitely some kind of people that we're probably related to. And they were just like, you know what? Y'all are too scary. You don't you all want to fight about it. everything, and we're going to disappear. And um, one of the theories is that they're hiding out in Antarctica because there is two – there's only three worldwide um, – agreements one is generally has right. to do with uh nuclear arms you can only have certain many this and that um one has to do with the moon certain certain countries can't do certain things on the moon antarctica nobody can visit antarctica nobody is allowed why i thought that was a safety thing no because safety what there's people who there's people die every year walking up mount everest like if they were really worried about people's, you know, well-being, that that's not the human spirit. The human spirit is to look at every corner that we can find to see what's there, but we're not allowed to look around Antarctica. Yeah, people used to explore it, you know, Admiral Byrd and all his expeditions. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up. Admiral Byrd was actually all of a sudden, World War II, stopped. and he said that he saw like he was brought in. Basically, his ship was like pulled in by some kind of tractor, and these aliens told him. We don't like what you're doing with nuclear weapons. I feel we feel like you're gonna be disastrous. And you know, he went back and he started talking about it, but the press cut him off. Says, "Nope, don't talk about it." The government says, "Don't talk about. It. Don't even ask him about it. No one's supposed to know about this." And he says yeah, that he there's says even that the Nazis the cold could have been too there. Long. Yeah, some of his stuff is yeah. far fetched, but some of it kind of like makes sense at the same time too. Um, we have right. we don't have any clear Google Earth pictures of Antarctica. I've checked. They're very blurry, which makes no sense to me. We, we can see everywhere in this world. Did you tell me Antarctica is blurry? There's a moon yeah, app. No, you can no see the moon. Photos, you know? <laughs> yeah, you there's guys are mo- freaking me out. There's, there's a Google moon. You can see, and but there's even some parts of moon that don't have high-resolution things, and that's, that's what they're saying is and the see, secret base. I don't think bases. we've ever been to the moon either, to be honest uh, with you. Now you lost me. <laughs> really? I think there's too much evidence to say that we're there. It, that the cost of uh, MythBusters also did an episode of this. It would have cost oh, billions, <laughs> billions of dollars just to fake the moon landing itself. Um, there's actually a reflected dish, so if you shoot a laser that's strong enough at the moon, it will reflect it back to you. That's how you know that we've been that there. there. Well, no. oh, I never thought about it like oh, that. What? He's saying, like, humans didn't have to... No one said humans put it there. Maybe we're just saying we put it there so we can be like, oh, yeah. we were there. We proved is it. That, is the moon a spaceship? Is that what you're saying? Like an alien spaceship? Well, the moon is... First of all, it's weird because they hit the moon and it trembled for, like, 24 hours. Like, it's, yeah, it's it seems hollow. Like a bell. Like a bell. It's, it's very weird. I still think the moon was broken off a piece of Earth from... I think Mars hit us or some shit. I think a planet's hit us. And then that's what made the the asteroid field, and that's what made Mars, because Mars is a piece of us, and the moon. And that we were much bigger at one time, but I think, like, 
if you ever notice too, there's a there's a planet. I think it's Neptune that's out of alignment. It doesn't go in a complete circle. It goes on an oval and crosses other people's paths, like it was knocked into that. So I think Neptune's crashed into Earth at one time, and we were further out, and it split us up into a couple different things: Mars, the Moon, and Earth. I don't know about that one. I don't know. I'm weird. I like to think about things. Doesn't mean it's true. I just like to think about. It. Let's see. Let's see what's on my list. I think it's just because I still believe all the planets are round and stuff. So how could they break well, up each other? Earth is uh, not even round. Earth is actually egg shaped, and it bul- it bulges at the um. It's not even egg shaped. All the NASA photographs are faked of it. Yes, NASA fakes everything. The Mars photos that you see from Mars, they they, they tint them orange. But their right. atmosphere actually looks blue like Earth's. Right. I heard about that one. And, and the way you can do this is you can find out because you put it into paint, Microsoft Paint, and they have like a decoloring agent. Like so it reverses effects. And um, someone did it on pictures of Mars. And Mars has a light blue atmosphere just like us. And Scott, guess what? They Ooh, that's the me. moon landing too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean – Kennedy would have to done that, no? <laughs> you know what's funny about what you're they saying? Have Richard Nixon on a freaking okay, landline yeah. telephone <laughs> talking to the astronauts on the moon. Come on, man. Now, yeah, and then we saw like um, SpaceX or some shit. They were sending a rocket into space, and we were watching that video, and then the rocket started spinning out, and we're like, "Wait, what's going on?" Everybody's cheering and stuff, but the the spaceship is spinning out. We're like, what's going on? And I wonder, you know, that's um, Elon Musk trying to get into space, and even he can't do it. It's like, it's, I don't know. It's just a little bit of a theory that supports what he's saying. <laughs> that kind of makes sense because some people believe like that they there's just a, can't literally, we some can't Some people make it believe out. there's like an atmosphere. Yes, there's an atmosphere, but there's another like round thing blocking us. It makes sense. Like, I don't know. I feel like the world would have that. All these layers, just how like we have all these layers of skin and stuff like that. Like well, you I don't even know. see them faking like the space station shit. You know, like our satellites even real. Is I the saw space station even real. <laughs> so, no, like... yeah. So I saw um a friend of mine. They used used to show me videos of like all these astronauts in the spaceships. And they're like, oh, this is totally fake. Because they'll be like, oh, look, I'm floating. But they won't show that one, you know, you are you have one leg on the ground and the other leg is like, ooh, I'm floating. We, we usually and do, like, yeah. How, like, they could just put you in a spaceship and then flip you around a few times and it looks like, oh, look, I can't use my toothpaste because, you know, Oh, you talk about whatever. the plane that if it flies straight up and then comes straight down, you're suspended for, like, 30 seconds? Um. Yeah, but there's also like a machines that you get in and it flips you and stuff, and it looks like oh, I'm floating now, like I'm in space. Yeah, just it's like, like a David space simulator going across the stage. It looks like he's flying, but he's not. You know what I'm saying? It's all. Wired. I don't know that reference. So do you do you, do you think we never went to space then? Sorry. No. Not even space. I don't. There's like no solid proof for him, I guess. I mean, I mean, there I are know. satellites over there we because up, GPS, telephones. GPS is land-based. It's not from satellites. <laughs> Aren't they training? Oh, you're right. That's GPS. I guess because I can't use my phone Cell on an airplane. Towers. That does kind of make sense. I'm not saying I'm, I, I say that it's fake or anything, but I definitely like to um, you know, explore the possibilities. And so There's for you to say that, I'm going to try to put myself in your shoes and see your perspective on it. 
to get back to what you were asking me about before, you know, it, all of JFK's enemies, I mean, you got um, the Federal Reserve. He was trying to get away from the Federal Reserve dependency and, and you know, back, back money with silver and gold again. And then you yeah. also have the anti-Castro Cuban exiles. You'll remember that from who, the, 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 the Titanic episode. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they started the Federal Reserve uh, around 1914. And um, it was all the pe- people, they knew they were going to war. They were going to even out money because they knew they wouldn't get that money back when wartime came. Um, and there was actually some conspiracy theories on the Titanic itself. It was sank because it had all, a bunch of proponents of the Federal Reserve on it. And it was sunk to get rid of them. I don't believe that one, but it's also it's also a fun one. I don't know that one. Yeah, <laughs> you were. Yeah, you said it well. You said you, it very well. Do you think that it was it really that Titanic that sank, or was it the sister ship called what was it? The Lucis Titania. Lucis, yeah. There's actually, uh, if you look at the pictures, they're actually uh, slight. There are differences from portholes and stuff like that. I looked into that. Right. Uh, it was a fun one, but. The one that seems to be true is that there was a fire underneath the deck mm-hmm. before they even left port, yep. and that tremendously helped uh, sink the ship. Yep, I think I think that one too. But do you think Lee Harvey fired the shots at Kennedy? I do not. I do not think he was the one up there. Yeah, that's what uh, we were you don't think that, that he was, he there, was there at all, or well, he was in the building. But I don't think he was in that in the sniper's nest. Yeah. What about you? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, no, I I just think he, at at best he may have been coerced into bringing that rifle into the building for whatever reason. Mm. Oh, are we talking about um, the the story where he had curtain rods he was bringing in for some reason the same morning. Oh. Yeah, he told his coworker that he had curtain rods, but he supposedly had this rifle. But the thing about the rifle is it, it was mail ordered. So like back back then you could order a rifle through the mail. You know, you didn't have to go to the gun shop and you didn't have to wait seven days or whatever. You know, it was a lot easier to get firearms back then. You could just open a magazine and clip out the thing and send them a check and then they'd send you a gun. So, oh, yeah. shit. That yeah, is really cool. But doesn't that lead that. to maybe uh, what's the word when you plant evidence against somebody else? Because couldn't I order a gun in your fake name and then make it seem like you yeah. ordered it? Because this is 1963. Oh gosh, yeah. It's Texas. It, it's it's like right. no problem to walk into any store. You don't need ID. You, you, you probably get like free soda and a refill of gas by buying a gun. <laughs> so like it, it always it struck me weird that he would order a gun by mail when he could have just went in and gave a fake name. No, nothing. You, you know, just like right here. Like, oh. Well, not even in the same city. Well, he ordered the he ordered the rifle through the mail using a fake name. Mm-hmm. So the name he used was Alec Hi- Alec Heidel. It wasn't Lee Harvey Oswald. So in theory, okay, when Oswald was in New Orleans in the summer of 1963, you know, a couple months before the assassination took place, he was handing out literature and arguing with people and he was handing out pro Castro literature, pro Cuba. Yeah. And Wait, I remember quite yeah. I remember he was doing yeah. quite boisterous too, like he wanted to be seen. Oh my god. Yeah, he was pissing off a lot of these Cuban exiles that were in New Orleans and making big, a big scene. He got in a fight. He got arrested. He went on TV and did a debate with one of them. He went on the radio. He made a, you know, made a big deal out of this stuff. He was 
stand in the street and hand these flyers out that said hands off Cuba, this and that. And he was trying to form a chapter of Fair Play for Cuba Committee, which was, you know, just one, so it was a nation, nationwide thing that had different chapters in big cities, you know, like New York and um, Miami, stuff like that. But he was trying to form a chapter on his own volition in New Orleans because there wasn't one. So he was taking it upon himself to start this chapter, and he had he didn't it didn't have any members, okay, except him, and this mysterious Alec Heidel person who was the president of the Fair Play for Cuba committee in New Orleans. So but, now it doesn't take yeah a, I was gonna say it's know, very easy detective to, to figure out that he is Alec Heidel. Yeah, but, but to get back to that rifle, if you went right, at the same hold on on the same time, if yeah. if I know. If I'm government officials, I know that your name is Alec Heidel, that you used it. It wouldn't take much for somebody to, to forge the name Alec Heidel and order a rifle to plant it to look like yeah, Lee Harvey. Yeah, but they would have to Waldo know it. that that was linked to Lee Harvey. No? Well, if you're in the government, well, there's, there's a couple... They're trying to pin it on Lee Harvey Oswald. So if it was somebody using a, his fake name, they would have to have known him. Like You know what I mean? Well, That's why it circles back. You don't back. think the CIA knows that... Uh, Heidel was actually Oswald? I think, because uh, what I personally think is, maybe I can ask Rob too, is uh, Ruth Payne. I feel like Ruth Payne set Lee, Lee Harvey Oswald up. Like, I really feel like she set it all up. Yeah, Got him the job. CIA connections and Maybe he was the one who used his fake name. That's what I'm friend saying. That he's like, like oh, my friend um, said that, you know, I'm sneaking this in for my friend. Like, I really. That's why I was just like, thought that was weird. Like, because anybody who knew that he was the one who did that and people in the CIA would have known that because they were keeping tabs on him. And there's even evidence that he was either part of the CIA or FBI. Who? Lee Harvey? Yeah. Or some yeah. level. It wouldn't work if he was part of CIA and they were what? Like the CIA turned on him. Well, if the CIA wants to kill JFK, they would use one of their operatives. That could have been Lee Harvey Oswald. The, the thing with him that kind of ties him to the CIA is that in 1959, he, as soon as he got out of the Marine Corps, he defected to Russia, and he went over there and lived there for three years yeah. and married a woman and had a kid over there. Yeah. And then he comes back in 1962 to America. Mm -hmm. And so now he's here. He's got a Russian wife mm -hmm. and a, a baby and another kid on the way. He had just had a baby a month before the assassination. Right. But did he also, while he was in Russia, though, didn't he get, like, put into a nice roomy flat with, a, like, a balcony? Like, was oh, yeah. he kind of taken care of? Like, I don't know. Like, who takes care of American personnel? Right. I don't the think KGB. the Russians. But why would they? If if he was really a defector, he's a low level defector. Oh, like shit. that's why I say like the whole thing just seems like a story. Yeah, because blowing my mind. Right he now. he went over there. He basically partied, met all these different Russian chicks, pregnant yeah. one, and got this nice apartment. KGB's not doing stuff like that. They don't. You know, they're trying to use you as a double spy. They're not gonna like. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong because I wasn't around the KGB? there. KGB. It's like the CIA of the Russians at the time, but they oh. were like. Less scruples. Well, I can't even say that because the CIA has been known to do some messed up things. See, here's the thing about Marina, his wife, okay? Mm -hmm. so Who's still alive. When, Yeah, she's still alive. And when he met her over there, he was the third American defector that she met 
<laughs> he was the second American defector that she dated and had relations with, and he was the third defector that she actually ended up marrying. So she so sounds somebody like she was sounds putting like he, this yeah. chick on to these American defectors, trying to figure out what they were about, are they legit, what's going on with them, and then he ends up. You know, marrying her and knocking Bro, her up. Bro, that's and crazy. Yeah, and bringing her that's to America. That's really blowing my mind. Because I know that people do that with, like, drug dealers and stuff. They'll send this really pretty chick to hang out with the group. And, like, so eventually somebody's going to cave because she's a pretty woman. And, like, yeah. Yeah. That's so And crazy. the FBI was actually really, really worried about the spouses of defectors when they were coming back because they figured that they were spies. So when when you, when you talk about the FBI and the CIA being interested in in Lee Harvey Oswald after he came back, they were actually more interested in watching Marina and what the hell she was doing, um, as opposed to him because they're thinking, okay, well, she got out of the country real easy, you know, they got married real quick, um, you know, things like this doesn't add up, and. Uh, you know they were they were definitely watching her more than they were watching him actually. Oh yeah, she, it sounds cause it sounds like she's a KGB uh, operator herself. That's to... what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah. now I feel like she's in on it. Ruth Payne and her like I don't know, like I it's suspicious to me. Do, do you, like these Payne women these the women set him up at the book depository yeah. building? Yeah, like six that months before, or two Payne. months before, three months before, something like that. And she has family members yeah. connected to the CIA, like her husband, her that's father, her sister. When I started researching yeah. Ruth Payne, that's when I was like, wait, it really like flipped the script for and me. And then someone said they saw Ruth Payne's car at the uh, spot where Kennedy was killed. And it's like, oh, don't mess with that. That's, you know, Ruth Payne's car. You don't want to mess with her. She's not someone to mess with. Right. That Lee, yeah, supposedly Lee Harvey Oswald said that in his interrogation. He was like, "That's Ruth, that's Mrs. Payne's car. Don't bring her into this, or something like that." Yeah. So huh. I, I kind of want to move into um, uh, this question. Uh, what are the what is some of the most unnerving or doesn't make sense to you random killings or, or murders, assassinations, mm-hmm. suicides? Well, let's just say deaths. There was some suspicious deaths after suspicious deaths. The, the assassination. Which one for you sticks out more so than others? Got to be David Ferry in New Orleans. David Ferry, yeah, he was uh, the guy, guy with Bannister the bushy brows from the movie. Which guy? Yeah. What? Guy Ferry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe Pesci. Yeah, Joe Pesci played him in the movie. Um, <laughs> Yo, but, you guys um, are funny. There was actually some like uh, there was actually some connection that they might be all homosexual. Him, Clay. <laughs> and uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Actually, I heard and about this too, yeah. yeah. That's why they were, like, undercover, because they were, like, undercover, and uh, they kept them themselves a, before. There was a lot of of homosexuality going on you in the You could say it. There was a lot of dick-sucking back then. <laughs> there was. And so what you're saying, it's calmed down since then? I doubt it. <laughs> so if you remember from the movie, that's when he, he, he went in to testify at the uh, trial. Mm-hmm. And he called the guy into the his room. Was like, "Yo, I'm not gonna make it. They're gonna kill me. I don't want to do this. Please don't make me do this. I'm not gonna." And he wound up. I th- all right, maybe you should tell because you probably know more of the details than I do, uh, Rob. Yeah, um, you know, he was when when Garrison went in to start reinvestigating the Kennedy assassination, 
I think it was he started in like 1966, late 66, and Ferry was dead by like a couple months into 67, and they were Garrison knew he had something with Ferry because of his activities that day, that weekend, and his just weird shit that he was into, and yeah. all these connections and. And that guy um, was played by uh, people were dropping Susan. a dime on this guy all over the place, you know. And they finally got him to talk, or or they almost got him to talk. And it, he finally told him, he said, "Look, you know, if I say what I, you know, what I know, they're gonna kill me." And, and he was dead him, the next day. Yeah, they had him put up in a hotel, you know, kind of sequestered away until he would they they could actually get him to talk. And he ended up leaving the hotel, going home, and then I think he was, you know, murdered in his own bed. Well, he died in his own bed not too long after that from apparent natural causes. Yeah, supposedly. Hey, everybody, this is Sky. Just cutting in real quick and let everybody know that this is a two-part episode. It went much longer than I intended, and I guess we just had so many questions, and we went on some tangents. But, you know, that's just how we are. So that's going to be it for this episode. Uh, the next episode should drop next week, maybe a little longer, depending on the scheduling coming out. So if you're listening to this, thank you very much. Um, and I hope you enjoyed it. And check out the next one. And as always, check in on your friends. And everyone deserves love. Even you. <laughs>